If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Oh, no idea what happened there, but hello, villains. Welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. And something went absolutely crazy there. Couldn't see anything that was going on here in our system, but we're fixed again. There's always little technical gremlins, but we're here to here with you today, guys, to talk to you about the Liverpool game. Coming up this Saturday at 3 o'clock. Seems like such a novelty to have a game on a Saturday <laughs> at 3 o'clock. Because, um, and, and, and it's a bit nerve-wracking as well, because uh, we usually do our... our um, our best work when we've had our our tea in the afternoon and then get to play afterwards. Uh, but we won't have that opportunity against Liverpool this weekend, as I say, Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. And Paddy is here with me as always, and we're going to try and break it down. We've had no contact with Villa Park uh, so far, so good. We haven't seen any Twitter um, rumors going around the place, but it uh, looks like Villa will pretty much have the same contingent that they had last weekend against uh i've not forgotten who they played last weekend fulham against liverpool what do you think paddy first of all i suppose before we go into it how are you doing how was your day i'm good thanks good um nice to be on here getting a break from that turgid champions league football i know you don't agree with me but there you go i do i i I don't disagree with you but like i'm watching i i had paris saint germain and Bayern munich on there beforehand and like i will watch leon gretzka and, and joshua kimmich all day long all day long. Just like last night, I watched Tony Cruz all day long. They're just good footballers. I don't know what mm. it is. I just I just really appreciate a good German midfielder. You know, it's uh they, they just play the game the way I like to watch it, to be honest. But uh that's neither here nor there. Neither neither of those three phenomenal footballers are gonna help us out against Liverpool at the at the weekend. Um <laughs> but we do have Liverpool and, and, and I mentioned Tony Cruz yesterday. He we could do with him, I suppose, really, because he and his uh, and his Real Madrid uh, teammates yesterday. Um, I'm not going to say that they showed Liverpool up in midfield, but they certainly gave a blueprint on how to stifle them. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, they're they're, they're an average, they're, they're a bang average Real Madrid side compared to what they they have been over the years. Um, there's a few missing links in there, but they they made they made Liverpool work really hard to get past them. Um, and uh, it, it pains me to wonder how we'll do the same. But, uh, you know, we, we, we did it early in the season. Um, and, uh, you know, we did have a couple of slip-ups and they did score two goals. So we will need to score, we will need to score goals at the weekend. That is the most important thing. We can't sit back and wait like we did for last weekend for 70, 80 minutes to come before we start scoring goals because we just won't get them against Liverpool. They will be more organised as the game goes on. So uh yeah um I 
you know, we, we don't have a Tony Cross, unfortunately. I wish we did. I wish we could push the boat out and buy someone like him because he's an absolute incredible footballer. And, you know, flicking between the two, I stopped watching Man City when the bloody ridiculous refereeing decision went, went against them. You see, I, I just can't, I can't get into Champions League football because it just seems so wrong, the stuff that goes on. It's just, it's like watching international football. You get international referees doing very silly things. Um blowing the whistle and then VAR couldn't check it, all that kind of stuff. When when a linesman can't put up his flag, but the referee blowing yeah. blowing the whistle, it's it's strange. Um yeah, they just don't, don't do themselves any favours to be honest. But look, we're here to talk about Liverpool. I watched most of it last night, wasn't impressed, gave me a bit of hope for the weekend. And uh, I'm sure we've just got to think about now what is the lineup to go and get at them. Because the midfield is the problem. Um, if we stop the midfield, the ball doesn't get to the forwards. If, if we stop them playing out wide, the ball doesn't get to the forwards. The two centre-halves, average. Um, the strikers, take take Diogo Jota out of that. They're not going to score goals. Don't say they're average, Paddy. They're just out of form. No, they're not going to score goals without Jota up there. You know, Mane and Salah. Excellent players, but they're just not they're not creating goals at the moment. Yeah, and, and that's that's probably a fair thing to say. I watching that game last night, the the Madrid game. Um, you know, we mentioned they've got three war horses in there: Casemiro, um, uh, Tony Cruz, uh, like said Luka Modric. They're all in. They're they're all like Modric. Like wow, like like another great player, like you know, a player that's been criminally overlooked in 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 world football for accolades and awards and as well and so on. Like thirty five years of age, showing no signs of slowing down. You know, yeah. one of the bargains. Like, what did he move to Madrid for? Something like twenty five million. I'm open to correction on that, but I don't think like he was ever heralded as like being a massive money signing for for Madrid. I know I'm probably going to get like a a fee of. I, I don't think it was massive anyway, whatever they paid for. Was, no. I think his contract was running yeah. out when it happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they really preyed on, on Spurs and they, they Daniel Levy, Daniel Levy, I think, uh, it, it, for for that one. But without the loving that I suppose I am having for, for midfielders, I don't know what it is. Maybe I've, I don't know, do I have any some sort of aphrodisiac for midfielders for my lunch or my dinner or something like that? But <laughs> I seem to be waxing lyrically about them. Um it's uh, they gave a good blueprint on how to do it because like Thiago came on after a relatively short period of time in in the game yesterday to try and to try and shore things up and try and get things going but you know he came on and he was he he, he didn't do much you know and, and they had their they had Wijnaldum out there and it, it just never got clicking for them in midfield at all but that was because you know, the wily old foxes of Madrid were inside there and they just made things difficult. They allowed them to move into spaces and the second they moved into certain spaces, you know, they were there to take the ball and, and not let them move any further. And and I think Villa can do that. I think I, I've been critical, I suppose, recently I've been a bit critical of how passive our midfield has been and that we maybe let the... And, and this is what we did at the start of the season. We let the team come on to us until they got maybe 10 yards outside our, outside our, our uh, penalty box. Um, I think that maybe if we can extend that area to 15 to 18 yards outside our penalty box and to kind of set up our block there, maybe that might be more beneficial uh, for us against this Liverpool team because, you know, you mentioned Diego Jota, Salah, Mane, 
if you give them if you give midfielders opportunities to slide balls down down this down between your center halves and your fullbacks in that instance running straight at at the defense you're going to give away penalties you're going to give away last last ditch tackles i genuinely think that that we like we can hold the team scoreless we you know we can we can defend pretty well we've shown that over the course of the year this year yeah but I just have it in the back of my mind that what we'll do is we'll go up and we'll park on the edge of our area and give away a penalty. And that is terrifying me. And I've, you know, it's just a hunch. Yeah. It's a, it's an irrational fear that I have at the weekend. We've actually been doing well. I can't, when was the last time we gave away a penalty? Oh, Matty Cash. Sorry, oh, against okay. Forrest. <laughs> wasn't so long ago. But um, yeah. that was a debatable penalty for me. But, um, you know, I, I, I would hate for us to do that because I think that we can set up and, and, and we can stifle this Liverpool team. And um, I think there is something to be got out of this game. And it's not just false, uh, false, I suppose, elation after that last game. I just think that where Liverpool are at the moment, the fact that we're playing them on a Saturday and then they have a quick turnaround to go on the Wednesday again against yeah. uh, Real Madrid next week. I think Liverpool are going to change up their team. I think we're going to see changes. I think we could see three, four, or five changes in that Liverpool team, and that they're going to rest players for uh, for the return leg in Anfield because they will know, they will think that they, that away goal is worth goal to them. You know, they will they mm. will believe they can go and beat Real Madrid two 0 in Anfield. I believe so. Um, I, I like realistically, they still have a chance. Um, you know, there's people talking them up of being on an up- upward trajectory. They've lost six games in a row at home. Yeah, no Liverpool side does that really. So, is winning a couple of games just because those around you are losing them? Does that mean you're on an upward trajectory? Not for me. I still think they're a good bit behind where they are. Um, I think winning. Well, besides all the accolades of winning a Champions League, it could be their best option of Champions League football next season. If the yeah. results don't go their way, so they have to put. I, I, I don't think there'll be as many as five changes. I'll put it that way. They they have to put everything into everything. You know, at this stage, they've got what seven, eight, nine cup finals. You know, between now and the end of the season, depending on how many, uh, how many Champions League games are included in there. Um, not completely out of our grasp either. What are they five points ahead of us? It's you know when when you look at the comparison. You know, we we've been on a really poor run. They've been on a really poor run. We've come out of it at the weekend, as have they. Um, still going into uh, oh, to, into Anfield at the weekend with those six results ringing in their ear. That will be the one thought in their mind going out in that pitch because they will not want that record to be broken any further. Um, and you know, we're we're equipped to do it. It's it's just it just depends now how how we set out to stop them playing ball, and and who we can deploy to stop them playing ball, and that is a head scratching <laughs> decision for me, and I'm glad I don't have to make. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair cop. I know everything that you said there. Absolutely. Um, I I still think that we will see changes. I think this is a game made for someone like James Milner and their point and, and their part. And, and we have been speaking an awful lot about Liverpool here because 
genuinely, if we were to talk about the Aston Villa team selection, we would have been finished. We're talking 11 minutes and 17 seconds. We would have been finished about nine minutes ago. And mm. uh, it would have been the shortest podcast in history because I just don't think that we'll see sweeping changes at all from Aston Villa. So with regards to the Liverpool team, I think we see James Milner come in. I think the, I think he might take Trent Alexander-Arnold out of the firing line. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being, uh, oh, being yeah, very... I agree with you there. There's, there's a couple there that you you could you could take you like Shakiri could come in, um, Firmino could come in for Jota to rest him for Wednesday. There's there's a lot they can do. Thiago is Jota. definitely going to play against us, I think, and he's going to rack up his 478 passes, I think. But um, who? Jota? Thiago. 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 Yeah. Um. O- other than that. You know, do they play the likes of Oxlade Chamberlain? Do they do they trust these kind of players to go and, and get a result against us? I'm not so sure. Um I, I think it will be as strong as possible with a couple of uh, of rested players there that you would the people you would expect to play may, may be rested. But I, I totally agree with you with the with the likes of Milner and then I I'm thrown into that Shakiri and Firmino, who we will see someone rested in the front line that was there last night. Jota looked tired. Um, might be too much. As well, so. Yeah, might be too much of an ask to ask him to do it again at the weekend and then have to do it again when it really matters next week. Like they can afford to, they can afford to lose to us and still have a good run at getting Champions League football through the league. But they can't afford to win. They can't afford to lose next Wednesday. That's that's their bread and butter now at this stage. Klopp is going to go for a Klopp will go for the for the, the 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 cup more so like he will go for the for the silverware more so than he will for the league position. I think he thinks eight games, two points off fourth or three points off fourth place. I think he's still confident enough that even if he loses at the weekend, he may be able to make mm. something happen there. Um, but listen, look, there's a huge prize for them. Uh, Real Madrid and Anfield, one of those famous European nights in Anfield. We've heard that so many times. And, you know, they get a chance to recreate that, albeit without fans there, to keep the magic of a Liverpool European... Because it's big bucks for them, the Champions League, for Liverpool, you know. They're they're one of the aristocrats, probably, if you talk about themselves, AC Milan... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Real Madrid, they're probably the well, they are the aristocrats for me anyway, of of the um of the Champions League. And when you talk about those great nights, they are they have the the winners of Chelsea and Porto. They're gonna fancy that to get into the Champions League final. And as you know, with Liverpool, without staying steering away from cliches as well, literally anything can happen in a Champions League final when Liverpool play there because You've seen the ridiculous from Carius in 2018. You've seen the sublime from Trent Alexander-Arnold who, uh, with that with that uh, corner kick to Origi and never mind the miracle in Istanbul. So mm. it's big business for Liverpool to get into the Champions League final from a financial stand- standpoint, number one. Uh, it's big business for anybody to get in there. But I think for Liverpool, it means a bit more because they are seen as these European kingpins and they do always, it's their competition essentially when you talk about English English football teams. So for me, I think Klopp will know that. I think Klopp will understand that he's got a huge chance of, he'll relish the challenge of winning the Champions League, obviously what, what manager wouldn't, but he'll relish the challenge of doing that and getting into the into the Champions League that way. Mm. Where he and and he still has a couple of bullets in the holster then with the with the with the league as well because you know 
they've still got eight games left. I think they go out and, like, I think both, if both teams go out the weekend, serve up a one-all draw, I think they'll both look at look each other in the eye in the dressing room, in, in the, the tunnel and the way, way down the tunnel afterwards and go, you know what? That ain't the worst thing that could have happened to both of us here. No. Um, it, it, it ends it ends what, what has been a miserable time for them. Like, it's crazy to say, um, they play they play us there at the weekend, obviously, and then they've Real Madrid. But but take out of the the the, the run in that they have. Take out that they've got to play Man U at Old Trafford. They're away to Leeds, home to Newcastle, points. home to Newcastle, home to Southampton, away to West Brom, away to Burnley, and a home to Palace. They must be odds on to qualify for the Champions League. So we're probably we're probably sandwiched in there in the best possible place to or time to play them where their eye is just a little bit off the ball. And, you know, if they are to go on and lose next Wednesday, I wouldn't like to be playing them the week after. Well, if we want to talk about that, let's look at West Ham's fixtures. Next, let's look at their, at the remaining fixtures because uh, West Ham are, occup- are, are the occupants, you know, someone has to come and wrestle that away yep. from West Ham. West Ham have Leicester, Newcastle, Chelsea, Burnley, Everton, Brighton, uh, West Brom and Southampton, a bit of a mixed bag there for West Ham, mm-hmm. but like literally West Ham have been unflappable this year. Uh, yeah. I'm right in saying, did I see this, that Thomas Suchek is going to be out for a couple of weeks? Did I see oh, that? Really? Or, or, I, I could be wrong. There was a lot of April Fools going around. I'm I'm terrified of reporting <laughs> any news after April the 1st, you know, because I, I genuinely, could, that could have been an April Fools, so... I'm going to roll back on the Thomas Suchek stuff there because uh, I can't say for definite. And when I was only looking at it fleetingly, you know, flicking through Twitter and stuff like that, <laughs> stuff like that sticks in the back of my brain. But um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting running in the Premier League for them. But looking at us, looking at what we can do, if if, if we beat Liverpool this weekend, we're level on points with, with Everton. Level on points, level on games played uh, with, with, with Everton. Um, after this week, provided Everton don't win mm. as well, you know, and then we have to play Everton twice. Twice, that's yeah. going to be that's going to be a whole dinger, like you know, to get up there. And because ha- having having watched uh, having watched Everton play Palace at the weekend, there doesn't seem to be anything to worry us there either. There's no reason why we couldn't go and beat Everton twice because they were abysmal. I I, I can't wait to talk about Everton. I can't wait to talk about everything because they're such an enigma. But let's just stay. With, I think I, I and I know I brought it up, but I'm going to bring us back on topic again because <laughs> it brings back to the right side of uh, of um, what is it, Corby Park? There at the the other side of the of, of the tracks, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah. So so like I suppose really for us a, a win. The, like a wing puts us in, in in pretty decent position for for uh, sixth place, you know, getting up there towards it. But uh, as I say, I think really resting on the uh, on we can't rest on our laurels for winning against Fulham, a team we should have beaten. Like let's let's not let's move on to the Villa side of things. We should have beaten Fulham. Like it, we shouldn't have left it to the last thirteen minutes to go away and and yep. um, and butcher uh, what what would have been a famous victory for Fulham and a victory that took them out of the bottom three. We should have gone and won that game handsomely, and we we didn't. And it took it took um, uh, I'm going to say kind of white line fever, isn't that what they call it? The finishing line fever from from Fulham. 
um, yeah. to to kind of give us the impetus to move on. Once we got the first goal, it was the writing was on the wall. I think uh, for us to come back and to win the game, to win a three 0 really flattered us. But we'll take it any day of the week, especially with goal difference. Looking at our goal difference when we look at the, looking at the running, it's very good in comparison to like Everton, Arsenal, Leeds, and then everybody else underneath that is heavily in the minus. So. You know, concentrating on, on, on the Villa side that, that we may see put out, are we just going to blanketly say it's going to be the same starting eleven? maybe with Trezeguet probably in for Gazi because I don't think we're going to see Jack Grealish. Um, I don't think so either. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that we're not seeing any training ground photos or videos. <laughs> and we're now, we're now Wednesday evening, so um, there might be a reason for that. We've seen... Jack in the gym, you sent it to me earlier. Actually, he was on a bike, was he? Well, he was. He was he on his to way on to Ali. Yeah, he was on his way to Ali Stevens, and he had the bike emoji and the strong arm emoji, and that to me signals that that's rehab work with Ali Stevenson. But um, as you said, well, it could have been yeah, that he was breaking his balls. Ways to extra work. It's 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 either rehab or it's extra work, yeah, and that's 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 what we can cross our uh, fingers and toes for for uh, for Saturday. But look, I I've kind of written off that he won't be playing as much as I'd love to see him back. For you know, we've two two huge challenges ahead of us with Man City following closely after on next Wednesday. So, um, look, it's it's not going to be easy no matter what happens. No matter what team Liverpool put out, but uh, it would be a whole lot easier if we had Jack, and we knew we were going to have Jack. But I just can't see it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. Once again, when we do our team sheet tantrum on Saturday, which we will be doing as well, guys. So subscribe to us on YouTube if you don't already subscribe. That's going to be a YouTube only event. That's going to be a live event on YouTube, and we will be coming about ten to two as the team just before the team sheet is announced. And we will break it down and and uh, and see what see what happens with with Dean Smith's team selection and with Jurgen Klopp's team selection as well. Uh, it's a shorter live show for maybe about 20, 25 minutes, but thoroughly enjoyed doing it last week, and we will definitely do it again this week again. Um, I'm really looking forward to it this week because last week I hadn't heard about any of the Twitter rumors that Jack wasn't <laughs> going to be there. So I'm hoping that what I what I and what I will do again this Saturday because I'm going to be forced to paint a fence again. Should it be nice and sunny? is I won't be on Twitter at all, and I'll have some good news this time as opposed to some uh, you know, jaw-dropping news that Jack was out again, considering I built myself up for it. So we're going to see. And I would advise you guys, if you aren't already following us on YouTube, that's going to be a YouTube-only event, to pop into YouTube and to um, to subscribe and to hit the bell so that you'll be notified um, of the actual live event. It was a bit of crack. We read out all your comments uh, any comments that you leave, we read them out. You can get involved in the discussion as well. We want to know what you guys feel like. We want to be here for the tantrum that we will have. And we want you to share your tantrum, should you be having one with us as well, because um, that's what it's all for. Um, but yeah, as I say, if Jack Grealish is here, it, it, like, it'd be a massive shot in the arm. I think it, the club was a bit deflated. It sucked the air out of the room when, when Jack wasn't announced last weekend. Um, imagine how much of a buoyancy it would be for the club if he was suddenly out of the blue announced on Sunday on Saturday as a contributor and as a starter, even if he was on the bench. You know, that would be yeah. like I think that there would be it'd add a little bit of 
I don't know, a bit of spunk to the occasion, if you'd excuse the word, but it kind of would, you know, perk yeah. everybody up a small bit. And maybe that's what you need against the, against the champions, yeah. you know? I think all our players will be perked up and plus the Liverpool players will be looking over their shoulder every time it looks like there was a bit of movement on the bench. So I, th- I think realistically that's the best we can hope for is we might see him on the bench. We might see him getting on for the last half an hour if needed. We could be training it up by then. We'll see. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, five, uh, five, I'm two laughing here then. because I've um, I, I never feel overly confident against the likes of Liverpool. I, I think I just retreat into myself and feel a bit negative in advance because it it doesn't it, it helps me not to feel as bad afterwards if if we if we do hopefully not but if we do lose. I'm the same as you. I'm I still have PTSD from Tuesday nights of listening to Five Live before. You know, a lot of games were shown on TV and we certainly couldn't get them here in Ireland. So you'd mm. huddle around live five live and the the reception on the on the radio would be so bad that the electric fence, because we lived very rurally, you'd hear the clicking of the electric fence because it would interfere <laughs> in it. Like this I, this may sound like wartime stuff, but this is like the late 90s in Ireland. So uh, we've come a long way. I'm flipping streaming <laughs> on the internet now. Whereas, what, 20 years ago, less than 20 years ago, or, or just 22, 23 years ago, I was huddled around a medium wave radio listening to Live 95. And sometimes my dad would get, or I sometimes I'd ask my dad to go up into the attic to unplug the electric fence and you know, we were at the risk of cows breaking into the house. That's the way it was <laughs> at the time. But uh, it was uh, <laughs> so. And then only a couple of years later, here we are, streaming on the internet. God, the, the, internet. The, world, yeah. the world turns, doesn't it? The world really does turn. <laughs> but uh, no, the PTSD I had from that was not just the electric fence, but it was Robbie Fowler. Like yeah. literally, all you had to do was mention Robbie Fowler's name in in, in Villa Park. And yeah. a one would come up in the visitor uh, score. Like there could be no one in the stadium, no match on. You'd mention Robbie Fowler, and next thing the scoreboard would automatically just change. You know, because that's all he did was score goals against us. Um, yeah. So I still have a bit of PTSD from that, and uh, then having to go into school the next day and face the music with all the Liverpool fans. Um, yeah. But uh, so I'm not. I'm not very confident in this game. I wasn't confident we were five two up with. With however many minutes to go in the last game, in the, the last time we played uh, Liverpool, yeah. so um, and, and that is the PTSD taking over because you do hugely illogically think oh, this this can never we can never sustain this. Even at seven two, I was like, blow the bloody whistle, ref, because anything can still happen. <laughs> five five penalties in five minutes, kind of a job. So uh, that's yeah, that's what I was expecting. You never know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. A um, couple of interesting pieces there as well. That, like Liverpool have scored 51 goals this season. Salah scored 18 of those 51 goals. So, like, you know, you you keep him quiet and you stop him from scoring, you know. And, and, mm. and that's, like, that's what I'm trying to do in a match here in my head. That's why I'm speaking so slowly because I'm trying to compute here to see what type of percentage that is. And I'm actually going to fail. I think it's about... 38 to 40 percent somewhere in around there which is which is a big percentage of the team's goals you know so yeah. so keeping him quiet I, I i'd love to see diego jata's uh rates as well um it's not here but saying that for aston villa ollie watkins has scored 11 of r42 as well so um but then again 
teams have kept Watkins quiet and we've still gone on to win because we're a one nil winner winning team or a two nil winning team or something like that. So we when we win we we score and we defend resolutely uh, in the main. So uh, really interesting. It's going to be an interesting game I think this weekend. Um, I think Ali Watkins can have joy against. Uh, Kablak and uh, whether it's Ben Davis, which some people on the internet are saying might start because he might give Nat Phillips a, a break, um, or if it is Nat Phillips in there, I think, I think, I, I, I think like, I, I, they're grand defenders, but they're not Virgil Van Dyke and Joe Gomez and Joe Matip, yeah. and you know they're not that caliber. So Ollie Watkins can get in around these guys. I think we can maybe get 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 some joy from that, especially if. If they do play Trent Alexander-Arnold and, and Andy Robertson, they're bombing forward. That's where we found the space against them last time, was in behind their fullbacks. Um, especially Trent, he's, he's suspect uh, tracking back. You saw it last night, you know. Um, he was he was at fault for at least one, if not two, if not three of the goals. So, you know, but there is ways to get in around Liverpool. I'm not expecting us to go in and, and to beat them, but I'm damn hopeful that we will. And for me, I think it's going to be a one-all draw. Ollie Watkins' goal and, uh, you know, take your pick from the top three for, for Liverpool to score. But I think it's going to be one all draw, and I think both teams are going to be particularly happy with it. What do you think? Um, I'm not as optimistic as you, unfortunately, for this one. <laughs> uh, I just think they have too much more at stake, and even with a couple of changes, I, I, I think we'll score. I think we'll, t- I think we'll keep them quiet for up to the last maybe half an hour or so, but I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool. A bit of reverse um, psychology there, I think. <laughs> if anybody was interested in being a co-host in the For the Love of Pomegranate podcast, please send your, inv- your applications <laughs> too. <laughs> you see, I if, I, if I aim low, I won't be too disappointed afterwards. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. Um, but no, look, but look could if, if, I think if, I think if Liverpool played the way they did last night, I think we can get at them, and it I can don't change. See them playing that way, though, that's but the I thing. Don't, no, that, I don't so. see them play as bad. Yeah, um, but then again, I don't see us playing as playing. I don't see us. I see us. Look, you have to kind of compartmentalize Aston Villa. September or uh, September to to November or September I suppose realistically to December and then Aston Villa January to where we are now January to to March you have to comp- mm. compartmentalize both of those teams and I think now we're coming into more the the mentally tough side of the season um, and what I'm getting at here is that uh, I, I I think we go back to being that resolute team I think we go back to seeing Tyrone Mings being you know like he's he's I'm not going to say he was put on notice, but like it was a pretty high high profile bl- blunder that he made that he absolutely yeah. owned up to. And you know what? Fair play to him. He's played a blinder on social media all week. Every time he makes a mistake, he plays a blinder. He comes out, puts his hand up, and it's not yeah. uh it's not it's not a a, a a glib kind of explanation he gives. It's a proper explanation, and I, I I you know it immediately makes me feel that he's it's it's got his stamp on it, and it's not something that a PR person has written for him. And put in there, and put in there to put on his, his social media. So I think we're going to see a more personal assistant. No, no, or he didn't pocket <laughs> tweet like like Julian Lescott. Um, but yeah, so like I, I think we see the more. I think we see a resolute Tyrone Mings. We know what we're getting from Ezri Kanza. Our back yeah. four is back. Uh, Matty Cash is 90, 90 minutes under his belt. 
Um, and uh, Target is there as well at left back. And obviously, we've got the Colossus that is Emmy Martinez. Come break us down. Come break us down. See what way we go. See what yeah. see how what way you go against us. But just remember, we can break at pace like we did against you the last time. And we 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 were able to get in behind your fullbacks. So you know, better leave one or two people at home. That's the way I would be. Uh, I would be kind of prefacing this if I was uh, if I was Dean Smith in, in the dressing room because we aren't doing anything massively different to what we were doing at the start of the season other than maybe the speed of our play and maybe positioning tweaks. So I'm expecting us to be mentally prepared for this game at the weekend. We may lose, but it's not going to be a 7-2. I definitely agree with you there. I I think we'll be totally tuned into this one. This is a huge game for us. Um, This is a chance for those guys who are there to prove there wasn't flash in the pan beating Liverpool 7-2. Even though yeah. we know it was, but you know, yeah, it's completely, yeah. Uh, completely out of sorts for us to score seven and them concede seven. But from our point of view, we're we're looking at players now that are playing for their future. Um, I think once you go north north of our, of our defensive five, you you've got players playing for their future, and yep. even at that, I think we'll buy a centre half as well. So there's a lot of players will be looking over their shoulder in the last t- last few games here now and be getting stuck in, and putting their hand up to be there next year and, and putting their hand up to be starters again next year. So we're going to, we're going to see now who sinks and who swims. Um, I, you know, it, w- it will be Trezeguet. I, I reckon he will, he has to get his chance after, after last weekend. He has to too, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, other than that, I, I, I can't see anything else other than a fighting performance. Will it be enough? I'm not so sure, but as long as they go out and they fight for 90 minutes, I'll be happy. Yeah. I'm there as well. I'm there. This, Paddy, we were doing so well when you were saying this at the start of the season, but this is a free hit. <laughs> See, that's all we needed. We haven't said that in months, Paddy. Absolutely Dean, haven't Dean said Dean it. Dean said we're not allowed. <laughs> I know, and you kept on saying it. We kept on winning. So that's why I'm bringing it back. Okay. It's a free hit. Free hit free, of the weekend. Free hit Saturday. Excellent. Yeah, three o'clock. So, uh, yeah, that's fine. That means I'll be drunk by six if we win. And be bed by nine. Yeah, sounds like a great Saturday to me, to be honest. Good night's sleep on Sunday. (laughs) Great night's sleep. Exactly. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Yeah, so Paddy's going for a 2-1 loss um, on the hopeful side of looking for a good 90-minute performance. I'm going for a one-all draw um, just because I I, I think that Liverpool will have one eye on on Anfield and they'll come the following Wednesday night. But, uh, look, we're open to be surprised, absolutely. And we're not getting ahead of ourselves after the 3-1 win against Fulham. A win for us really gives us a shot in the arm as we look towards uh, potential European qualification, whether it's the Europa Conference or whatever. Um, but a draw doesn't exactly do us any 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 damage either, you know. So um, this is going to be a good game at the weekend. I'm expecting a good game. I'm expecting doubt to be in the Liverpool dressing room, but I'm also expecting them to think they can turn us over and and them to have a glint of revenge in their in in, in their um, their approach as well. Because no matter what they do this season, they will always have to look at the highlights of the seven two, and that would piss off any professional footballer. And it like I was watching the the preamble before the game last night. And uh, the Liverpool and Real Madrid game, and uh, Rio Ferdinand was talking about how teams have revenge games. This that last that game last night was supposed to be a revenge game for Liverpool after the Champions League final, and they didn't they didn't come up to the occasion. I'm hoping 
absolutely hoping and praying that they uh, come into this with a revenge um, attitude and mindset and they maybe don't reach the reach the boiling point of that either um fingers crossed i'm not expecting i'm expecting a completely different liverpool performance the weekend but uh look as i said we didn't expect to win 7-2 either so anything yeah. can happen when uh, anything can happen when, with villa i suppose really at the moment anything can happen with them yeah for me there's a fine line between a, a revenge game and going gung-ho and you know what can happen when you go gun ho So let them go gun ho and we'll hit them on the break. And that'll be good enough for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's good enough for me. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't it be nice to sit here on, on Sunday and say that we've we've done the double over Liverpool and Arsenal this season? And we'll all um, be very, very happy. Any historians out there answers on a postcard? I would say it's <laughs> never happened in the Premier League era. I'd probably I say, so I, I wouldn't even go so, so far as to say is it might have never happened. Maybe, maybe on occasion where we won the league, maybe. Yeah, back in the 50s or something like that. I don't know. Johnny Dixon back in those days. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, great stuff as always, Paddy. You can catch Paddy on at Villa Paddy. You can catch me on at Love McGrath Pod. As I say, thank you so much to everybody for everything you do. We will be back on YouTube, only on YouTube, on Saturday for a live show. Please subscribe. Please hit the bell. You will be notified. We will throw it out all, all, all over uh, social media. We'll be here about quarter to slash ten to two for the breaking news of the team uh, announcement. And we'll just talk about it. It's a bit of crack. We had some fun in it last week. So please feel free to join us. We would only be delighted to have you. But subscribe and hit the bell for a notification just in case you forget about it. Your phone will tell you. And you have no excuse to miss this then. <laughs> that's the good thing that's the good thing about modern technology long gone are the days of medium wave radios with electric fences yeah, interfering we've been through that today already and all hail the ever conquering mobile phone they will tell you when two irish <laughs> people are going to <laughs> talk nonsense about a football team all in the power of your phone so uh don't forget to subscribe and to hit the the bell as well to be notified of that but thanks very much everybody for everything you do Numbers and the listens to the podcast are just so humbling. Like it's just amazing to think that that, that many people are listening into the podcast. I really appreciate everything you guys do. Stay safe. Um, you know, you guys I think are are in a position whereby you've got pubs opening up again this weekend, uh, or during the week this week. I think uh, supremely envious of you, but stay safe in whatever you do. Um, and uh, as I say, all we hope that we're going to turn over Liverpool again for, for the second time this season, but all is left to be seen. So um, we'll be back again on Saturday about quarter to ten to two, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. I did it again. I forgot my outro. <laughs> Podcast Network.